Welcome to episode five of Journeys Adrift. We're going to keep it short today, but I did want to share with you guys that we updated our Patreon recently. If you're familiar with Patreon, you'll know that it's a really, really great way to support small creators and entrepreneurs like what we're trying to do here. So if you are interested, I recommend going to check it out because we can give you guys a lot of cool stuff in return. We have some awesome new things like the ability to submit critical hit or failure cards. So if you want a cool thing to happen when we either get a natural 20 or a natural one, you can submit that and we'll use it on our show and give you a shout out. We also will give you things like t-shirts and maybe some dice. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, go to patreon.com slash waffles maple syrup. All right, guys, let's hit the tape. Previously on Journeys Adrift, the crew take flight. You guys kind of go through your little startup routine to get the ship started and you take off. Secrets are sought after. What I'm trying to do is just look through the computer because this is a Starfinder Society ship. And a space encounter puts the entire crew on edge. It is very odd on your scan. There is no crew. Oh, great. While there is no, like, singular life forms or crew, it seems that the whole ship itself is alive. Oh, boy. What does that mean? I'm not the only one that's seeing this shit, right? (laughs) It's weird. Now, let's get to the episode. Okay. Um, With that, waffles. All right. You did make your second uh, successful save against radiation with the help of Dr. Lin last time. And Tetsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, besi- and Tetsu. And and Tetsu. Tetsu helped Dr. Lin, even though Dr. Lin rolled like a 27 alone. Uh, wow. Yeah, helped with quotation marks. <laughs> I <yeah>. guess. <laughs> I think in canon, I explained it as Tetsu stood there and nodded along and gave Dr. Lin confidence. Yes, good job, Tetsu. <laughs> that is aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended with you guys shooting out a docking signal, as in, like, requesting to dock at Upwell Station. And then we will pick up with you guys pulling in. Docking at Upwell Station is easy enough. You're hailed in, you're grabbed by a this beacon laser, and you're brought to a docking station inside of Upwell. As per any larger space station, there is no need to hook up to an airlock as you dock inside and pressurize your ship to atmosphere and oxygen. Your cargo doors let down. And you are greeted by what looks to be a bustling town of dirt and grime. Though grimy, Upwell does not seem to be quiet. It is a large space station. Judging by size from the outside and amount of people inside, you can guess it's probably about a space station of about 100,000 people. Uh, Besides the smell of oil and grease, you walk out to see a female android standing there with a clipboard. As you're all walking out, everyone can also give me a perception check. Is now the bad time to say that we didn't even talk about our strategy for this meeting at all? <laughs> like we didn't yes. plan. Well, well, we don't we don't have any background until we see the. Place, I'm just saying the know? captain failed us, and also we're not on rose light. Remember, we're still potentially fine. Ooh, twenty six. I am awesome. Hey, oh damn it! Not land. too bad for me. You beat me by one. I rolled a nineteen for a twenty five. Get wrecked. I just want to be 19. good at something. That's not bad. You can't beat Dr. Lin. We'll get there, Tetsu. We'll get there when we can murder things. Dr. Lin, Moat, 
and Tetsu all rode over at 20. You guys, as you're walking out, you also smell this slightly sweet smell in the air. Just, like, very slightly sweet. It's very faint, hard to perceive. Uh, Zeha and Aizen actually don't even smell it. But you're greeted by a female-looking android, blue hair, her left side shaved. She looks up, and she goes, Yes, what is the captain's name? Um, of the ship. Yes. Uh, Zehavumti. You see her, like, writing down. Ship name? Um, Emissary. Okay, and how long will you be staying? I glance over at Nenal. Nenal kind of speaks up. She goes, we should be here about two or three days. Uh, I know that shouldn't be a problem. And you hear the uh, android respond. Yes, as long as it is less than a week, it should not be a problem. Thank you. And she, like, you see her put her clipboard, like, under her arm and begin to walk away. Zeha definitely, like, takes a second to, like, <laughs> straighten out her clothes and remember, like, oh, yes, this is, this, I have to do this now. This is a thing. Okay. <laughs> wow. Real smooth. You know, you really give off the air of a captain. Gotta work on that, okay? Come on. You're embarrassing us. <sighs> it was Yes, well, I'm fun. trying. And, and she just, like, is very flustered, actually. Like, more, less composed than you'd think she would be. And she just... Yes, I'm, I'm trying. Sorry. Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, yes. I look around like, what what all is there around here? There is a lot of, like, these hover forklifts just carrying crates and barrels. There is small little vendors set up that you assume are just there to service or sell things to people that are docking. Uh, basically think of a very, like, very shoddy tourist trap. And then, like, as you look down the hallways, the curved hallways where the ships like stop having docking ports you see it kind of thin out into basically nothingness where you assume like birthings and where living space would be uh i okay. will turn to Ninal and say do you need to make any calls f- before we go down to the planet surface yes actually i do have something to take care of i think it'll take me about an hour if you guys will let me uh take care of it and we'll just meet right there and you see your point to this what looks to be like a curved bar kind of jutting out from the wall, uh, and you see like this very riggedy sign that says nuts and bolts over it. Um, is it is it wise for you to be on your own? It won't take long for anyone to know that we docked. If you're found alone, it's a perfect opportunity. I mean, they won't be up here. Uh, they're on Roselight, down on the planet, they, down there. They will be here. At the very least, you need something to for us to know, like, you're not just, you know, fucked or something like that. Like, look, here. Mutt pulls the curled up inactive wasp out of their pocket or off their belt and says, put him somewhere where, you know, he's not going to be seen or anything like that. Like a bag or pocket or something like that. And just keep him on you, you know? If something goes wrong, you can give him a few taps and he'll uh, let me know. Can we not go where you're going? No. I... Very well. You see her. You see her stuff the wall, the the wasp into a bag and kind of like the wall. The wall. She stuffs the entire wall into a bag. Uh, <laughs> she holds out, stuffs the wall into a bag, the wasp into a bag, and it's hard to see, but you see her like taking almost like extra precaution to ensure that it's going to stay in a ball and not come out unless she really wants it to. Can I look at her to see if like is she? carrying anything like hidden on her like weapons or like trying to hide something like tetsu doesn't like that she's trying to go off on her own when we're her bodyguards yeah aizen is making the same check 
You can give me a perception check, both of you. And can I just make a sense motive to see if she's trying to do something untoward or something she's purposely trying to hide from us? Sure. 15. And 9 for me. Would you allow me to use... Yes, I'm actively trying to probe, so to speak, a living organism. So can I do my culture check instead of a sense motive? I think that's Moat's job. Yes. Thank you. Oh, well, great. (laughs) 13. Okay. Aizen and Tetsu... You guys kind of looking her over. She doesn't seem to be hiding anything that you can see. She does have a bag that you don't know what's inside it uh, that she brought on the ship as well. But like she hasn't shown you the inside of the bag where she stuffed wasp. Does she have a gun? Not that you can see. Zeha, you're kind of gauging her tails and everything just based on her culture. She doesn't seem to be overly hiding in anything from you. She also knows she's openly hiding it. She's like, I just don't want you to know. I'm leaving for an hour. We'll meet there. Tetsu looks over at Zeha and leans down a bit and says, Can you please give her one of your guns? She's unarmed. Do you need a gun on your person, Renal? Do you know how to use one? I do know how, and I would rather not have a weapon on my person right here. No. I'm a diplomat. I'm dressed like one. I will not be taken by anyone that isn't the Aspis Consortium, and if I'm found with a weapon, if they take me, then that probably won't turn out pretty either. Look, Ninal, you do understand our hesitation here. You hired us to escort you, and now you are trying to not be escorted by us. We have concerns. Can you at the very least tell us the nature of your personal business? Yes, I'm gonna meet an old friend on Upwell. Very well. She would most likely remember that Wasp had a, uh, weapon in its abdomen so if that would factor into whether or not she'd be agreeable to take him that might be something to consider okay she'd have a quick conversation with you about if she doesn't want wasp to unfurl will it like if so if someone else taps it will it be like unfurling or anything nah it's it's just gonna be uh sending some stuff to me it'll let me know something's going on and it's not just gonna go into attack mode or anything like that then she's fine with it as long as, like, she can control it and it's, for all intents and purposes, it's just a metal ball. All right. Um, so, yeah, so so we'll meet you there in an hour and let us know. And I don't know how these technologies work, but, like, we exchange numbers so she can call me on, like, <laughs> if she needs it, right? You exchange comm codes. You there have you your go. comm set to, like each other where obviously if you don't press a button it's like walkie talkies if you don't press a button you're not sending messages so you're not just hearing everything all the time but you can contact each other perfect it's like a pager perfect so community exchange all right so we'll meet you there stay safe we and i sort of look around at us shall entertain ourselves i mean we shall do some research very well and she begins to walk away. Tetsu's watching where she goes, and then, like... Mm-hmm. Is there any way to, like, track people, like, uh, like an iPhone? Find my phone. Can <laughs> I, like, watch her, like, that way and just keep track? Not without... I mean, you can watch where she goes and, like, get a sense of where she might be going until she disappears, but you, you would have to place a tracker onto someone to try to track them. Yeah, okay. I wait for her to, like, get a certain distance away, and then I immediately turn to Moat. Can he listen in? As you listened in to myself and her, apparently, earlier. While in the ball form, at the very least. Uh, wait, ex- excuse me. I I feel that is a 
gross violation of privacy, if you will pardon me speaking frankly. Leave her to her business. She asked for privacy. If she gets kidnapped, we gave her all the proper warnings, and it's not exactly... I would like her not to be kidnapped, please. That's not how this works. I understand Yes, I don't want her to be kidnapped either, but at the same time, we're putting our lives at risk, and she's not being honest with us. Or at the very That's least, open and honest. Problem. So regardless, we can talk about what may or may not have happened with, you know, whatever it is you think, Wasp Sob. Just recording uh, audio isn't really uh, a strong suit. It's got to be activated by me, so that's not really something that's going to happen. We should look into getting that upgraded then. I mean that I got to be, what, so you want me to have some spy drone that can just go wherever, do whatever yes, it wants, please. and just remotely do things that might violate privacy? It certainly would be useful, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, sure, but Dead that's man. not really its purpose, I don't think. I mean, I don't intend. Well, that's fine. But, I mean, if it, you want to put fine. in a request, shall... I suppose I could do something like that. All I'm saying, if, for example, we're not allowed into the Silver Drake with her, as she suggested might be an issue, if we're not allowed past the front door, and she still had that with him, with you, your thing with him, her, Jesus. <laughs> just, just yeah, figure it out, lady. <laughs> <laughs> do you, that is me, do you Sarah. Need a, do you need a drink? Because, uh, Yes, please. I could use one. And actually, there are some things I wouldn't mind. Does um? Did anybody use charges? I'm sure there's a charging station if anybody needs it. I do not use weapons. Nice part. I, of I, can, I can use a charge. Yeah. Well, perhaps they have one at the bar. Let's let's go look for. Actually, do we want to go to the bar that we're supposed to meet at? I can wait there for her, but I do not care. Is there anything that we need to buy that can help us? Perhaps we should talk about our plan for the Silver Drake. Tetsu just looks at his comms with his credits and goes, I do not need to buy anything. Yeah, same. I kind of used up most of what I got. I think we're all in the same boat. Lost a couple bets back in uh, S2R. I have enough. It's expensive getting out from the vast to the packed world. To the bar, then. And she will go looking for... Is there many bars around here? And is it like choice of like, you know, in the in the airport, at least in Newark Airport in mm-hmm. New Jersey, you have like center things like every five steps of like just bars in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there's like three right here. The one you got pointed to, the one you got pointed to is like this shoddy bar. It has like three bar seats and then two small like round tables. And you see this weird jellyfish looking thing behind the bar uh, with these kind of tendrils coming out of its mouth and you see that like those tendrils are what's like it's like grabbing like two drinks at one time and sliding one down the bar you see another one that looks a little more upscale kind of has like a rug as carpet for the whole place but it doesn't have any tables just has a bar Uh, you see a little yasoki behind the bar there and then you see another one probably about 30 feet down that actually has like a roped gate and somebody standing in a suit in front of the gate, which you imagine that, judging by your talks, you wouldn't be allowed in there with your credits. Tetsu heads towards the shoddy. Yeah. Yeah, we, I start to the one. That's the one we're supposed to meet her at, right? Yep. Yeah, I start walking there, and then as I kind of, like, see it, I, like, turn towards the the middle of the pack one, and I'm like, um, would you mind if we went here? We'll be more conspicuous that way, at least if we're in the... Low class one, they probably don't have working cameras. 
Are we supposed to be avoiding cameras for any reason? Uh, who knows? With a with a ward like her, you can never be too careful. We're not with her. Sense motive, Eisen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, I suppose I haven't. Weird question. Can I like how how does this ability that I have work? Like, can I right now first try to pass a culture check? on shimreens to under like to get an idea i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say like you that makes you sense have to have like learned about them purposely basically whether that's a culture check prior already knowing or you researching them all right this ability that she's talking about is something we homebrewed she has her own background that if she has succeeded a culture check against the race that she is attempting to sense motive on she can roll culture instead of sense motive mm-hmm. tax it is called espionage knowledge, but I don't know why it's called that. That's totally irrelevant. I got a 10 on my sense motive. <laughs> what does she learn? I've- to kind of narrow it down a little bit, like all I'm doing is trying to understand if you are suspiciously trying to avoid the cameras for any other particular reason. So He seems slightly standoffish about this area in general, but you're not sure if it's just because it's horrible or whatnot, but it seems more that at this particular moment, he is somewhat suspicious of Nanal. And he's just like, he understands that she's doing some sort of game here, and whatever that game is, it's going to go south eventually. Gotcha. The only thing is, is that that one, and I point to the one that is only a bar, well, we don't have the ability to really grab ourselves a table and discuss some plans of actions without being openly overheard, but perhaps that one has some tables that we can huddle around. So just just to make sure you know how it is set up, the shoddy one? is the one with two tables. The medium bar does not have any tables at all. Fine, then then that's what I say to convince myself to go to the shoddy bar. <laughs> you have convinced me. Tetsu continues walking. That's what <laughs> <laughs> a credit covers like a drink, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Normally it would be like two credits for like a low-end drink, low-end food, that kind of thing. Uh, you imagine this one is two, but okay, you can yeah. ask when you get up there. Uh, as you guys do walk up, you do see that sign, the really, really, really shoddy sign of, that's made out of just, like, metal sheets, basically, that says Nuts and Bolts. It is a shoddy, kind of open-to-the-air public bar uh, that, you once you get closer, you see that it has, like, a tap on the back wall. has literally two to three selections, and then, like, two bottles of liquor. It has, like, a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of vodka. Uh, and you see this really weird pink looking jellyfish thing from the back that some of you probably know as Barathu some of you might not but I will show you a picture of them real quick Ooh, that's gross and cannot possibly be sanitary is What's there up? any sort of you know um, music playing in this bar none <laughs> none none whatsoever the, the music of all of the background banging and intercom systems of the space station this place sucks, I hate it. As we're sitting down, Aizen will kind of lean down to moat. Can you track that thing, that bug of yours, if things go wrong? Yeah, in general. I know about where it, uh, where it is until it gets uh, half a mile away from me. Then it's uh, kind of hard to keep track of. Well, If it suddenly picks contact. up in speed or doesn't move for too long, let us know, won't you? I'll do what I can. I'll tap into the audio channel every now and then. It's just kind of... Wait, you can tap into the audio? Look, it's not good, per se, especially when it's, you know, sitting in a bag, but, I mean, if 
it tells me something's up, feel some taps, you know, I'll uh, I'll tap in. Can can we agree to this? Can I check in we'll on it? We'll just take this table as I slowly, like, just grab one of the tables. Can we agree, Dr. Lin, to simply check in and make sure that she is with her intended goal and source to make sure she's safe? Just a ch- quick check-in. We won't listen in. Just make sure that it is... Uh, sure. I suppose that is fine. My real issue was in uh, your desire to try and spy on her more. But yes, that's fine. I understand a person's privacy is important to them. I just uh-huh. want to look out for ourselves. She is already planning on As being Captain, kidnapped, you know. and I don't look forward to that happening so early. Well, I doubt she yeah. wants to be kidnapped yes. about as much as we don't want her to be kidnapped. But so. she seems to be expecting seem surprisingly it. fine by it, though. I do have one request, okay. uh, Waffles. Yeah. Is there any sort of... I know they don't exist, but in Pathfinder 2E, there is, like, unique lore, like, knowledge roles, right? Sure. And my background is in, like, being a bodyguard. Can sure. I just make, like, some sort of, like, knowledge bodyguard role to, like, see... Based off of her demeanor and how she was walking, if she was, like, thinking she was walking towards a threat or if she actually thought that, like, she was walking towards an ally when she went off. I'll let you make a sense motive with a plus two. Why would she Thank lie you. to you? There are professions in Starfinder, so, you, like, you could be a profession bodyguard, but I will let you make a sense motive with a plus two just based on you having been a bodyguard and wanting to know that exact piece of information. How does that make you feel, Tetsu? Kind of upsets me. I want my plus two. <laughs> Make a bodyguard check. <laughs> <laughs> Plus two is 14. So yep. 14. Okay. 14 sense motive for all you think she thinks she's going to at least an old friend. She wasn't on edge. She didn't want a weapon. And you don't think she's the type of person that would purposely put herself in danger. That got, doesn't seem to be it. true. Right. She's going here. <laughs> With us of all people, right? Yeah, not, not a confidence builder there. She didn't choose us to be fair. Yeah, Tetsu's going up to the bar and kind of goes to, like, order a drink to this uh, barkeep and just says, a a whiskey and soda, please. Also, question. Okay. Where's the nearest, where's the nearest law office here? That'd be down in Roselight. There's no law up here. And, like, as he's talking, you hear, like, this slightly muffled voice just kind of, it's talking and getting muffled by his tentacles just, like, going out one tentacle grabs like a whiskey the other grabs a glass another grabs a coke and it's just he's like basically the perfect bartender this thing's talking to you and mixing all three things without taking a step oh it's down on rose light and there's like uh this starfinder thing and then um silver drake kind of runs a lot of the mining they take care of a lot of the mining they have the contracts uh, two credits he transfers two credits and says but there's no security on this station how Things run smooth, though? You don't have issues? Uh, they, they don't run super smooth. I mean, especially with no security, but, you know, we're here. We're, we're a trading station, and we stuff gets done. It's, I mean, we hear gunshots every night, you know? It's one of those places. Ah, thank you. And he transfers another credit <laughs> on top of that and takes his drink to sit down and then, like, sits and says, Can we please check on Nainal? This is not a safe place. Yeah, sure. So while all this is happening and, like, I just want to kind of watch after Tetsu and take a look at this creature. Have I ever seen this thing before? And... My horn's not that weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty weird. (laughs) 
Although we should address that at a different point, but basically I probably would have over the time of the spaceship just like learned what I can about the people I'm with, but we'll do that another time. For now, this weird bartender, have I ever seen this thing and what do I know about them? Give me a culture check. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> 23. Hey, okay. Not bad. 23. You know that these things are called Barathu. Uh, they are basically, these were the apex of sentient creatures on the planet Bertheta. Uh, you know a, a couple of weird things about them. You know that the concept of self is weird to them because they can merge with each other and become these kind of super organisms. Say like a house of them were attacked, like six would merge together, become this super organism. And hence, like the concept of having a self is odd to them. That's wild. Me and the boys fusing into the super boy. (laughs) (laughs) You also know that they can uh, rewrite their genetic code at will. It allows them to basically manufacture nearly any kind of rock or substance with their body. So like these mandibles, you know that they're what they were originally used for is like if they had iron, they could rewrite their genetic code to like eat iron and process it. If, and then if they went somewhere else and they needed trees, they can rewrite the genetic code to eat trees and process it. So the, so the majority of it is to adjust to their environment and survive, not like they can't suddenly be made of iron. No, no, they can't do anything like that. It's more about like their their inside genetics and like what they survive on or can survive in in terms of weather and that kind of stuff. Perfect. Well, that's wild. So you just see Zeha kind of like staring and spacing out for a little bit on this crazy bartender as Moat, I guess, checks in with Wasp. Okay. As Tetsu makes the request to check in, the uh, faceplate shows uh, an image of... It's the shape of Wasp, but it's like not filled in. So it's just very basic, like dotted line type thing. And there's like a... You know, like Wi-Fi signal thing on both sides of it, and you kind of gather that means listening to audio only, uh, as Moat listens in on the audio channels for Wasp. Okay, uh, you're listening in. You predicted it was going to be rough pretty correctly, uh, but you're kind of listening and trying to listen in very carefully. And you can tell, you can for sure make out that there's a female voice and a male voice. And you, you're sitting here, you're listening, and you just hear this like. <laughs> Do they still have it? Yeah, they have it? Yeah. Okay. And that's all you can really make out. Interesting. Can we hear that, Moat, or no? No, it's just Moat that can hear it. But uh, after after it kind of goes back to uh, the muffled sound and nothing else can be made out, Moat will turn their head a little bit and the generic smile expression comes back on and they look over and see Tetsu and just kind of jump back a bit. Okay, that's closer than I thought you were going to be. Ah. <laughs> Huh, well, uh, which voice was asking and which voice was responding? Uh, the female voice was asking if they still have it. The male voice was responding. Okay. As far as I can tell, well, our uh, our friend is asking about something, uh, making sure someone still uh, has it. The dude okay. that they're seeing is uh, confirming it's uh, there. I don't know what. It can't really make it out. It's, like I said, it's Wasp is in a bag. It's not really useful here. But she is calm and safe. She's talking. That's not not useful. 
um, give Wasp some Thanks. credit. Yeah, T- Tetsu pretty much relaxes when it You're welcome. becomes clear that she's fine. Alright, so, everybody have drinks that wants them. Oh, thank you. And I grab Tetsu's. <laughs> I will get another. <laughs> and he just gets up to go get another. Moat follows and uh, hoists himself up on the bar and looks up at the bartender and asks, Hey, uh, any places around here where they kind of just junk some stuff, get rid of some scraps, or sell them for cheap? Anything like that? Uh, not really around here. There's not There's not much of that. We just, we're a... We mine. We mine a bunch of gas and we get it sent here. Dang. You, okay. You drinking? Yeah, yeah. I'll have a uh, something, something basic. Uh, you want? You want the little one? Kid size. <laughs> Sippy cup. Eyebrow raised, uh, raises on the faceplate. Now nah, take a regular. Yes, he is a regular size. Okay. Uh, two credits, and you like one tentacle like slithers out and points at you, Tetsu. <laughs> and another one at you, Moat, and goes one credit. And you see him, like, go to one of the taps, and he, for you, like, he does another rum and coke for Tetsu, and for you, he, there's, like, this almost sludgy, like, kind of ale beer type thing. Nice. The symbol of the credit shows up on Moat's mask, and it, like, basically flies up from a wallet in the bottom of the mask to one at the top and gives a check mark, and, uh... Does uh, the Mario says, coin sound effect play? <laughs> uh, no. Ching. No, it's just a... It is just Ching. a... Ping. Just a visual. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Mo takes a awesome. drink and goes and sits back down. Okay. Dr. Biden, like, while they're kind of doing this, full, like, leans back against his seat and folds his tentacles across, like, his quotation marks chest and says to Eisen, and not getting a drink? Here? Mm. He, he, like, looks around... I don't think anything is clean. I don't really understand what meat sacks eat at, at times like these from places like this. Get out of my bar! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's saying it quietly. He's not like know, screaming across the bar. <laughs> I can't exactly blame you. Tetsu actually is coming back with three drinks and no money left in his uh, wallet. As he, he returns, <laughs> sets oh, them down on the child. table. And kind of like glances at Zeha and then just sits and like sips at one. Unsure who else might need a drink. <laughs> oh, Dr. Len kind of looks down at his pants and then at uh, Tetsu and just shakes his bell once. <laughs> Thank you for the gesture, though. I, I did not think Goodness you might gracious. drink, but in case. I hate to say this. Can I, can I make some sort of sense motive? What was that look? Like... I, as the player, understand what it was, but Aizen, as the character, does not. You can give me a culture check to, like, kind of discern about him and Jellyfish, or a sense motive to just, like, discern what the look was, like, the look exactly. Culture is a plus one, whereas a sense motive is a minus one, so I'll do culture. Six. By the way, just to quickly jump back, Mo, when you, uh, when you did that, I just had the thought that like if they pay with like near field communication you just slap your head (laughs) (laughs) hold it up (laughs) (laughs) he just headbutts the machine yes Aizen uh, you don't really have any clue what the look was Uh, it could have been from anything of he's not thirsty to he also thinks that nothing is clean here 
Eisen has stopped caring halfway through your explanation. Like, halfway through the narrative explanation, Eisen is just like, I don't care. Don't care, DM. That's meta. That's SMD. <laughs> I, I won't say Space it. I'm pretty SD. sure it's SD. Space Dungeon. All right, anyway. Uh, goodness. Space Dungeon. There you go. Tetsu speaks up briefly and says, Captain brought up a good point of having a plan. If she expects to be kidnapped, do we resist? None have been harmed, from what she says. It the really thing depends. is that we are going in completely blind. If we want to understand what we're getting into, we need information. So perhaps let's plot, let's plan, and let's get some information. Uh, if there's information stations here, such as a computer that I can access, I can try to understand what the Silver Drake looks like. I don't know how much time we have and how much things we need to stir, but perhaps we can even get a layout or something about where we're actually walking into? Well, the odds are we won't be allowed in the room. If she's not letting us meet whoever she's meeting with now, there's no way she's letting us into that tavern. It is less about her and more about them. Yes, exactly. She's willing, I believe, to have us enter the room with her. It's whether or not they want us to. So Mm. perhaps we can plot a way to ensure at least one of us goes in with Wasp? Assuming, kind of like most taverns or like station stuff, like this has a terminal that is a, like the bar has like a terminal that's actually hooked up to the station, probably? Yeah. It's it's what he's using to like write up your like orders and such. Is there one at the table for us? No. This is not Applebee's, okay? Okay. Uh... I pull up solitaire on my tablet. Yeah. Tetsu <laughs> looks at, at Zehan and nods and says, she has a good plan that we cannot fight them. They will be too many, but perhaps we can surprise them by knowing more than they expect. One can distract and one can see if we can download blueprints. And he kind of nods to the direction of the terminal. He is not likely to care too much, but I do not have bribe money. I can do it. It's not too much trouble. Oh, Right, sorry about that. I will transfer two credits to you, Tetsu, just for the drink. Like, as you say that, she's just like, oh, right. Uh, no, she does it, anyways. It's, um, please. No, it's... okay. <laughs> uh, so, what are we doing, then? Well, right, so, so obviously the first step is simply to insist that we're in the room with her. But I don't know how much leverage we have with that. We can simply walk in there and say, no, sorry, she's not leaving our sight. Or we can... Alright, let's take a step back. Who knows what about the Aspis Consortium? At all. And can I... Can I, like... I don't know if I've already done a check on this or not, but, like, what do I know about them and how they operate? You've all kind of done a check back on, uh... Back on Agiton. You guys all kind of did a did a check over the Silver Drake and the Aspis Consortium. Uh, you know that the Aspis Consortium is part of the pact like signed into the pact and still known for most of its illegal kind of dealings you know that most of their illegal dealings are done outside of the pact worlds because if they're done within the pact they're still subject to law especially from signing it etc etc there's rumors tetsu is probably the only one that really knows it but there's rumors of them being like mob type of dangerous and that kind of stuff but other than that everyone else just knows that they deal with illegal things whether that's smuggling runs to killing people it's just illegal things tetsu will kind of explain and just say the aspis consortium is involved in a lot of illegal activity 
in the packed territories, they are less terrible. At least up front. Yes, but they will not... They will not care about us posturing. They may humor us by allowing one in if they don't want all in. And I would be willing to risk that. So what was the goal of all of this, though? I, I hear you. But what does this does the Aspis Consortium want? It was taxes, right? Not they didn't want to, to pay taxed. their taxes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so what... Obviously, Ninal told us the behind the scenes, which is that they typically kidnap commandeer the kidnap yes the emissary and then or ambassador and then request the money and then boom waved get whatever they want but they can't be up front and say hey we want an ambassador to kidnap so what are they doing negotiations is that the point of this they must have bait they ask for a negotiator they take the negotiator everybody knew and all included that that is how this works that only works the first or maybe second time. She says it's been done many times. They must times. have bait. Don't get me wrong. Aren't we here to... Are we, is she here to negotiate a payment for a previous holding? Or is this previous a different what? kind of negotiation? Did they, like, hold someone and she's paying for that? Isn't that kind of what this is? No, no. This is... No, she just simply said that that's a common occurrence amongst them. But that... Uh, yeah, just it's just a matter of we really should talk to her more. Um, from my understanding, they simply want to, on the surface, negotiate with a ambassador and try to negotiate these taxes. So if it's just supposed to be a conversation, then I s- suggest that we all simply insist that we tag along. They will not want that. They deal in illegal things. Of course, but where do we draw the line? She's an ambassador, we're here to escort her and to be her bodyguard, so what are we saying? If you want to talk to her, then go ahead, let's come along with her. I enjoyed your plan. We can't fight them, we can maybe make an escape route. If one goes in, maybe we can convince to take one in, and we first need blueprints. I think the, the point of the matter is we... We don't have a strong understanding of how badly they want to speak with her. If this is entirely coming from the Starfinder Society's side, like Zeha was saying, we would have no leverage. So I think the possibility of getting one person in is a very um, idealistic way that would go out. But if they have any desire of kidnapping her, well, they wouldn't want someone with a gun in the room. I have no gun. One thought I have. Eisen, like, actively cuts in. Zeha, you were able to, on the car ride over, do something strange to Moat when... I don't... I'm so sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I just heard you say Zeha, and and you, Dr. Len, said Zeha as well. My name is Zeha Vumti, I don't know if you forgot. I cannot say those words. I just... I'm sorry, continue. Y- yes, I can... I can do uh, some things. Regardless, you don't need a weapon or any sort of object to do it, at least from what I saw, correct? So, out of character, I can't do it in complete, like, silence. So basically, when to kind of flash back to when you first saw me do this, you saw my headband sort of like, light up with sort of like a circuit board, and it just, in a very quick sort of like, flashing, like, poof, and then this thing happened. So it wasn't completely subtle. But, like, if I were to look at your headband now, would it scream, magical item? 
at the moment, no. Um, my headband, if you would like to make a perception check. Six. I'm rolling sixes today, guys. <laughs> you are rolling six, which is bodes well for my future medicine check. But anyways, you just see it like from maybe just from the angle that you're sitting at the table with me. Um, it's just a headband on my head. That's enough for Eisen. Yeah. Could you pretend to be some sort of attendant? She came with a secretary. True. I, d- I don't want to say handmaiden, considering her position, but something of the like that would seem less threatening. A secretary sounds perfect if she's willing. Yes. After all, you said yourself you don't really like guns. No, not secretary. Not that word. That implies writing. That implies record. So oh. what do you suggest? Assistant. How is, how is that better? Sure. Not writing, I not just record. simply widens the term. I, I do like it. We can, Ninal can honestly fine-tune whatever she thinks a position of hers should have. So, very well. We shall start with a request for all of us to simply come in. Who knows? Maybe they will simply let us. But if not, we will insist that at the very least, I shall come in as her assistant. You'll have to dress the part. I don't know if there's any clothing stores in here. I look down at myself. I am dressed the part. You're dressed perhaps too well for someone of lesser station. This is an assistant to a ambassador. It is not someone who is underdressed. Uh, trust me on this. This is my forte. And I do believe that this is, like, befitting. Like, it's not. I don't have to dress like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> From Eisen's perspective, he is very gi- giving you, like, a, a judgmental look of, no, when, when you are, like, even if she is an ambassador, she is someone who is supposed to look better, and so you're supposed to make yourself look by comparison. Right? He's giving you that judgmental look of, you know, at least it's a cultural difference, right? That's what's going I, that's on That's what here. I was going to say. That's actually really fascinating because in your culture, it is a very distinct, like, you have station and you have, like, whether you are high up or not, but I, I think that's a very cool point, honestly. <laughs> but right. but she does insist. She's just like, no, trust me, this is my forte. Um, and if you want Space Master, I can roll a culture check to kind of ensure my knowledge on this. No, I think your knowledge is sound. Okay, perfect. But I do like Tetsu's point to, at the very least, information will help us find an escape route. Are there any other patrons in here right now? No. And then secondary for kind of trying to find information like this, because I I misjudged. I tried to read up on hacking, and I misjudged with the spaceship. Is this a type of hacking that I feel is even within our reach? Like, is this kind of totally wild type of information to grab grabbing like blueprints about a building like outside blueprints and stuff isn't wild you don't know one if they would be fully updated and two the hardest part about what you're currently trying to do it's not good to openly hack anything like if somebody sees you hacking openly like even this guy's not gonna let you hack into his computer unless it's a sizable bribe yeah i was gonna say like sure sure based on kind of Tetsu's past dealings and stuff and the kind of place this appears to be does Tetsu think he could say something or kind of help kind of make him comfortable with the situation like an insight check to sorry kind of it's just I'm not intending to openly hack anything and I'm not even no that's to tell currently what he's thinking about <laughs> okay because I I was going to in go ahead do your rules. Yeah, I mean, T- Tetsu <laughs> just wants to know, like, if he thinks that this guy gives him that vibe. Give me a sense motive. 
I have no bonus to sense motive. I really need a natural 20, and it's actually a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> well done. He's cheating. Heck yeah. I am cheating. With your natural 20, you know two things. So the problem is his computer is in public. People walking by would see you hacking into this thing. Typing like, on a computer. It's fine. Okay, question. What, how big is this terminal? Is it because my thoughts, and I might have just been like thinking of a wrong scenario, but like I was thinking of going up to him, and if there's no other patrons, just asking like, would you mind if I borrowed your terminal? We're new to the area. We want to see like where where we want to go and bring it back to the table. Like I'm thinking like a, a it, tablet. No, it's a bar terminal. It's like attached to the bar itself. Okay, okay, yeah, that definitely changes things. Which is kind of what you need to like hack the like station. Yeah, you can't you can't hack with a tablet really, or like you could hack with your own tablet being attached to Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. With your natural twenty, though, you know that one that's a hindrance. Whether somebody can stand in front, blah blah blah, you can you think you can get around that hindrance. The bigger hindrance is you know that no matter what, you can't tell them that it has to do with the silver drink. Sure. No. Yeah. Definitely. That that would just be a no go period. Uh, and that that's what you know. Is it possible? Yes. You don't think it's likely. Risk versus reward, you think it's 80% risk, 20% reward. But there doesn't seem to be, like, any place around glancing that, like, would have a terminal that's open. No. Of the places, at least this is a little bit secluded, I do understand that the risk is involved, but I can do it at a shorter time than most. I know, Tetsu, you have experience with computers as well, and perhaps we can work together on it, but I do have, and I kind of, like, show up four arms and that does make for light work i'm fine with you doing it i just want to actually get them we may ask him to step aside and take a short break if he is willing and if you have credits and we say it is simply to check to see if our friend has arrived on station and not actually what we intend perfect do you have credits come with me follow my lead everybody okay I'm sure he'll think we're going to attempt to rob the place and will flat out refuse, but... He does not... His credits are in the system. Do as you please. How many credits does it take to get somebody to pull away? Not many. Depends on the people. Let's find out. Uh, I'll set up a... I'll set up a... I'll set up a tunnel. You can... You owe me for this, but if uh, if you need the credits, I'll open up wire so you can uh, pull them from me. Uh, if you need it. I got 20 that I can give you. I have two. I pat your hand, Moat, and as as I step up, like, I don't respond, I just very much, I just, like, tap, tap as I stand up. Come along, Tetsu, let's go. I slowly walk towards. Moat goes back to the straw that's in his ale and is stuffed up under his mask and... <laughs> I was gonna say, actually, uh, weirdly, with Zeha, as she was, like, kind of just swirling the whiskey and, and, uh, smelling it at first, you know how she has this sort of thin material that covers her, her nose and mouth? She just sort of, like, sips it through the material. Magic! Just as a side <laughs> note. <laughs> Chris. Uh, it's a thing. It's a coffee filter. <laughs> it's a COVID mask. I really need to look up and see what people... <laughs> I need to see, like, what people do, because I'm sure it's just some kind of, like, type of material that can definitely, at the very least, like, drink through. But, like, sure. how does she eat? Does she also not eat in front of people? There's just like, a, when there's is, a When mouth, it's food time? It's a mouth slit. No. <laughs> no. 
But I really do wonder if like Dr. Len and Zeha take their their meals in their room. <laughs> I mean, depending on the nature of the veil, you can just lift it up and still be blocking your mouth while you're eating, right? Like depending on the It's pretty thin, the nature yeah, of the yeah, veil. Yeah. It's like the Mandalorian. It's like a ninja mask. At the moment it's like a ninja mask, but a lot of uh Kasatha wear this sort of like contraption over it. Like, like uh, this like, like like Bane from Batman. You oh, may yeah, adopt in the darkness. Yeah, anyway, you walk up to the... Uh, a Kasata walks up to the bar. <laughs> I'll just sort of, like, not even right next to the terminal, but just, like, near the side of the bar. I'll just kind of lean on the bar and, and... You want another drink? Um, actually, no, we had a question for you. What? What's your name? Name? Do you identify as any way to call you? Uh, I'm the bartender of this. Very well. The bartender of Nuts and Bolts. We, we were discussing, and we we're looking for a friend of ours on the station, and... Unfortunately, I don't believe it'll be very easy to find them. Would you mind if we had access to your terminal for the moment? If, if you have any customers, we'll be happy to get out of the way. But since it's a little quiet in here... You need access to my terminal to find someone? If you don't mind. You can just you can just go ask the docking station and they'll tell you if someone's docked. You got a sh- ship name? The little android walks around and takes all the names down. Yes, I know, but the... Android doesn't really seem willing to let us know about a ship that came in what we hope is a couple days ago, but perhaps it hasn't arrived yet. So, if you don't mind, and we'd be willing to pay you for your time, of course. Make me a deception check with a plus two. <laughs> no. Eisen <laughs> leans over and bets how quickly this falls apart. He's like, is this falling apart in five seconds or ten? Bluff, by the way. Look. Yeah. I can't tell a thing's expression, so I've got no clue. Plus 30 two. seconds. Holy shit. Oh, plus two. Okay, so that was a uh, 15 plus two, so 17. What's, what's this person's name? I'll look it up. Tetsu kind of leans in and says, please, we need to look for someone who is missing. Look, some, something's clearly up here. I'm you telling want? you something Hold is on. up. We are... Tetsu, please. Okay. What is the most expensive drink you have on tap or on at the bar? It's two credits. He's drinking it. <laughs> How much for the whole bottle? If, I mean, if you want the whole bottle, like 12. All right. I'll give you 20 credits. And you keep the bottle. All right, but I'm watching you. <laughs> Are you sure you'd like that? I don't want to get you wrapped up in anything that you'd have plausible deniability if you simply looked away. I want to know what I'm wrapped up in. If you're using it, I'm going to be wrapped up. This Very is well. acceptable. Bear with me just a moment. And I'm gonna step back <laughs> to the table. <laughs> okay. And as you as you uh, step back to the table, Dad is where we're gonna take our break. Damn it! Oh, oh goodness! Better than expected. <laughs> <laughs>